This episode is sponsored in part by PTZ Optics. Why hire a camera operator when the control is in your hands? Visit ptzoptics.com for more information. And by NewTek, makers of the TriCaster TC1. Stun your viewers, not your accountant. Visit NewTek.com for more information. Well, welcome everyone. Those of you that are here, if you're watching this for the first time, we're doing this for the first time. This is a <laughs> this is a podcast that we're going to do, a, a live outdoor podcast. This is different than I think anything I've ever done, right? What about you guys? Absolutely. Sure. First time. Yep. This so Thanks. Yeah, so what we want to do, I think, is I think the object of this is we want to just as if we're out to eat somewhere and we're going to talk about the outdoors. We're going to talk about what we like to do. What we don't like to do, what went wrong, what went wrong, what what went right, I guess, right? Uh, so let's go through introductions here. Let's start with this guy over here, the the bearded man. No, he's not from Duck Dynasty, but uh, he might be close, Mr. Jake Oxenford. What's going on, man? Hey guys, hey, not much. Yeah, I'm excited to to do this. Uh, kind of getting my feet wet with this whole podcast stuff. So cool. It's, uh, join this uh, journey together yeah it's good to have you here we also have with us uh we have my wife decided to join us hey, hey. <laughs> she's been uh hunting and fishing and loving every day can i say that or am i gonna get docked for that can, can, can i can i can i say that or is luke bryan gonna come after me i don't say that might be a copyright mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> we also got with us Braden Pennington from his man cave with all the see now I feel bad because you got all the stuff that you killed back there man that's right how's it going guys <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to this I've been looking forward to this all day because uh, this is something I've wanted to launch well I've talked with you guys about it. I've wanted to launch this for you know a couple of years now right I, it's just that nothing ever worked out for us to be able to do this nothing did it's just like we wanted to do it, and then this guy decided he was going to have a kid, and then this guy decided he was going to have a kid. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then we we decided we were going to move, and so here we are. Oh, and then yeah. COVID. We can't forget COVID. Are we allowed to say that? that? COVID mm-hmm. happened. That was the big thing. Oh, we allowed, okay. Yep. I was going to oh, yeah. say, are we allowed to say that? Um, yeah, then COVID happened, and so we thought this was a perfect time to launch it you know what there's there's a perfect time for everything and uh i see jim Meglix in the chat room hey welcome guys if you're in the chat and you're commenting we will bring up your comments and uh adam Calb, we won't we won't forget you either uh so you're gonna yeah. bear with us this is our first episode that we're doing here and um i kind of want to talk to everybody about their season i want i want to i want to hear the dirt you know, cause were you successful? Were you not successful? It's okay. Just, just, just. Uh, we'll, we'll try not to cry too loud for you. Let's start with you, Braden. What, what's, what, what's the season been like for you th- uh, this past season? Yeah, so I really didn't get to hunt Pennsylvania much. Having a one-year-old kid keep me busy, obviously. But um, after work work slowed down and we closed up for the season, we um. Me and three buddies, we headed out to Montana for a couple of weeks in hopes of killing killing some elk, killing some mule deer, white-tailed deer. And we hunted hard for uh, 
week and a half, I'd say. Really didn't see much activity elk wise. Couple cows, no bulls that we wanted to chase after. So we headed to to some new terrain, basically mule deer country, and we got in there one day in, in the middle of the mountains and <clears throat> saw a group of mule deer. They were, I don't know, two thousand yards away. Glassed <laughs> them for a little bit, and this bucky wasn't wasn't anything big. He's just a two point, but it was my first first time drawing a mule deer tag out there so i was like you know what i've hunted for a week and a half hard we put some miles on we hiked the mountains and nothing was nothing was playing out right so i was like you know what if i can put the stock on it i'm going for it mm-hmm. so there i went i packed my stuff up got within i don't know i'd say like 460 yards and i was like well i hiked this far it's now or never. So I found a good rest and squeezed the trigger and laid them down. So ultimately I didn't end up killing a white-tailed deer in Pennsylvania, my home state. But at the same time, I knocked one thing off the bucket list. I got my first mule deer. So overall it was, it was a good year. What about you, Jake? Um, and you should have sent me a picture of that. We could have showed that uh, to the folks here. I guess we'll know for next time. So that's right. Uh, any luck? Yeah. So now, now I've been out a few times uh, for archery season. Um, I have a tactic cam reveal and I would be getting updates uh, when deer would be passing my stand when I'm not there. So that's always a good thing. But uh, there was one evening I got a picture of this big, uh, I think it was all six. Uh, I've seen him on camera pretty much at night, but couldn't get out to hunt him uh, around eight o'clock, eight, eight thirty. Um, got a knock on my door from one of the neighbors. Hey, I shot a deer on the neighbor's property. Can I, they walked through yours. Can I go find him? I was like, sure. Let me grab my boots. I'll go with you. So the funny thing is, is I have a picture of the deer he shot walking on camera five minutes after he shot it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he got it. I don't think he got it. Yeah. And then I, uh, I went back and I pulled the camera the next day because we walked probably i don't know 100 yards in the woods and i heard crashing and stuff i'm like we need to back out like if we push this deer we're never going to find him it's on a 25 acre property this deer could right. go anywhere um so the next day they came back over and they were searching the, the property and it's their first time on it so i went out and helped them and i grabbed my laptop and downloaded the hd photos so i could see kind of where exactly he hit them and i look and Pretty much it was like top long, but I mean, there was so much blood going on. I'm like, oh, we're going to find this deer and top long. And they didn't, they, we, I mean, we searched for two hours or so and we didn't find him. I mean, we, there was five of us, five of us and a dog and <laughs> we weren't finding him. So I was like, ah, it was one of the nicer ones that got taken out early, but I had a few does come in, but my main hunting spot, I try to not shoot does just because population control and trying to. Yep. make sure that uh they could reproduce because the uh around our area there's a lot of uh hunting pressure so trying to keep the uh fawn population up for the following year and letting the bucks breed and hopefully they uh come out during during the rut so i can shoot them then but See. yeah so not, nothing for me this year i've been on a lot of drives and push deer to other people but i think it's a bullet trigger my own so we've been working on since we moved here in 2018 we've actually um i've been out there building a food plot Mm -hmm. put a stand 15 see we're in ohio so we can have 
the seasons. We can have the food plot. We can have the corn feeder out there. So I usually hunt in PA at my mother-in-law's, which is like 50-some acres. Mm -hmm. And usually my brother-in-law and I, we're the only ones that usually hunt that. She'll come over sometimes. So I'm thinking, okay, I'll build this deer oasis for her so she can go out and get up in this. She don't like heights. (laughs) Get up in this 15-foot tree stand, right? (laughs) So she's got the corn feeder. She's got a bunch of blocks that I put on the ground, okay? And she has a 15-yard shot, if that, at a deer when it comes out. So I was so excited. I'm like, yes, I'm going to get my first deer on our property. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I go out there and nothing. 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 Didn't see nothing. So I went into a blind. My neighbor, he used to hunt, so he gave me this really nice blind. Um, And so I set that up, and I was about, I'd say about 12 yards. And um, I'll admit, I didn't put a lot of time in this year with archery like I normally do. I should have, and this year is going to be different. Um, So I got the old trusty crossbow out. And I went into the blind. It was right after it rained. I think I was in the blind for 20 minutes. And that was after, if you remember, that was after Daniel. I took my son out. I'll have to pull up a picture. <laughs> he, like, fell asleep. No lie. He fell asleep. And I'm like, any minute now, there's going to be deer that walk out. Two doe walked out. <laughs> while they were sleeping. like, while he's sleeping. And they're like 10 <laughs> yards from him. <laughs> Dude, they were like 10 yards from him. And so I'm, like, tapping him in the leg. I'm like, get on the crossbow. And he's like. He's like, wait, what? Like the elevator didn't reach the He's top. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So still asleep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he wakes up. He's like, Dad, there's deer out there. I'm like, Yeah, shoot him. So he got down, <laughs> and he must have sat on that crossbow looking at them deer for probably about five minutes. At least it felt like it was five minutes. And I'm like, Are you on him? He's like, Yeah. I'm like, Are you gonna shoot him? He's like, Yeah. And I'm like, I'm waiting. <laughs> And then they, they stomped and took off. And I was just like, that was opening day. Mm-hmm. This day, when I went out, I was out there for like 20 minutes. I was watching. Like I said, it was right after the rain. I sat down right before dusk. One came out, hit it quartering away. It was a doe because that was the only thing I, I saw within daylight. I don't think she went 30 yards and piled up. Mm-hmm. And we, we brought her back. So that was that was what I got this year. I didn't get, I didn't get no horns this year, but... Um, it was still it was still an interesting year. It just felt really warm. I don't know if you guys had that. I know Braden, you went yeah. out out west, but it just didn't it feel warm? Like it just seemed overly warm. Yeah, yeah. it was definitely not the the coolest time to go out. I mean, it's I like it when it's not like snow on the ground, unless it's shotgun season. But I mean, yeah, I want a nice, cool, crisp morning in fall, and uh, it just wasn't that this year. Yeah, so we're hoping, you know, we're hoping this year, um, I know my brother-in-law, he wants to come down. We're going to do some work over at my mother-in-law's and, and, and you know, get back to, to going. Out. My father-in-law, he was the one that used to do a lot of that, uh, get things ready. Uh, I just didn't, I've been spoiled. I'll be honest. Over at my mother-in-law's, I have one camera that's, that is a cell camera. And all the rest of them are like, you pull the SIM card, and I've been spoiled. I don't even think I checked the card all year on those because I've just been following the ones <laughs> on the uh, cell. I, uh-huh. I'm lazy when it was that, man. I feel, ugh. You guys get yeah, like that? Oh, I'm getting that way now. I I basically run nothing but cell cameras now <laughs> just because, well, one, I don't have the time to go into the woods, and two, yeah, my thought is I'm like, if I can keep track of what's coming through, 
and me not having to blunder in there day in and day out. It keeps the scent out, keeps the deer calm. So yeah, hopefully it keeps them in the area a little longer until I can get into that area to hunt. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, she she hasn't really done a lot of that. Erin just kind of, she'll help me carry bags of corn down. Yeah. Pull weeds, help, you know, with the stumps and stuff when we were at first oh, putting we're, the food oh, pot down and all that stuff. But, yeah, when we were cutting I mean, out the, uh, what was it? There were stumps in the back area. Well, we had to mm-hmm. cut down that big area. Yeah. There was that big area back there. that well, I added additional food plot into it. Um, so... But but it worked. It it's been working. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I posted on Instagram. Did you guys see it the other day where it was like six or eight doe out there, and I'm like, mm-hmm. really? A week after our season yep. closes, really? Uh-huh. Um, Mocking us. They yep. they knew it. Oh yeah. They, they, they always they do. Yeah, they always they always do. Well, what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break, <laughs> and we're gonna come back. We're gonna shift some gears and uh, talk some more. You guys are more than welcome uh, to interact with us here. And uh, check out some of the sponsors that we have. And uh, we'll be right back right after this. Apex Gear, known for their performance-driven archery sights and accessories, is pleased to introduce the new Covert Series Archery Sight. VersaPin technology allows shooters to change the pen color and pin size on demand in an instant. The compact and lightweight sight is equipped with stainless steel hardware, micro-adjustable windage and elevation, an ultra-smooth, easy one-hand adjustment knob for quick yardage changes, and a micro-push button light. The new Covert Series from Apex Gear. Yeah, again, we want to we want to thank Apex Gear. I mean, we, we use their sights exclusively here, all, all four of us. Um... We use their sights, and I'm going to try to do this without knocking other than I did. I knocked other things over, but I'll get it at <laughs> the next break. Um, but one of their big things right now is the magnitude, and I still have to open this up. We're going to do a video on this. I like, Braden, I think you and I, we use the single pin, the Covert Pro. Yeah, right? I run the Covert Pro double dot. Yeah, that's what I run too, yep. and, and I love it. But my wife, she's running a uh, the, the, the Covert, Covert Pro four pin. Mm-hmm. So we're going to probably stick this on hers and then do a review on it. But it's really cool because from what I can see right now, this this part lights, like, it glows really good. Like, I walked downstairs and, and the ring was glowing. So whatever technology they're using now, I hope they bring it to uh, some of the other ones because it, it looks like it lights up yeah, awesome. it looks like it has really good illumination to it. So we will keep you guys apprised of that. So make sure if you haven't, go over to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash outdoors, and subscribe because the guys and myself will be doing some video reviews. And I know coming up, Braden, in, you know, in the next couple of weeks and, you know, different things, uh, ways of hunting and fishing, you're a big saddle hunter. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Braden got me on, on the saddle, too. I haven't tried it. Um, yet, but he swears up and down. I'm going to love it. Any of you guys in the chat room, have you saddle hunted or thought about it? This guy is the guy to listen to in the next couple of weeks because he's going to talk about it with trophy, with trophy line, right? Yep. Yep. Hopefully we can get Sean from trophy line on sometime and we can just talk saddles, talk platforms, talk sticks, talk saddles, talk basically how to set up and what advantages and disadvantages you got. But basically that I've been I've been saddle hunting for the last two, three years now, and I haven't really found a disadvantage to saddle hunting. I mean, since I've changed over, I haven't thought about hunting out of my climber or my ladder stand, my lock ons. Yeah. 
So we got a comment in the chat room from Jim Meglick. He says, I don't know. Can you read it? Oh, gosh. If, Wait, hold on. If not, I'll, I can read it. It says, because uh, I'm used to it. I'll have to blow it up for you next time. Good I know. Grief. You're getting old. I get it. <laughs> I do. Deer know how to read calendars. He says, when the season ends, they come from everywhere and show their face on our cameras. Uh, yes. yeah, Jim, that Jim, is the truth. Is the truth. Yep. Jim's yep. exactly right. <laughs> so we want to we wanna get into this. So this first episode is kind of like us. You guys getting to know us and kind of us uh, talking about some of the things that we love. And, and, and I know turkey season's coming up, and I'll be honest, I've only turkey hunted once. I just It just never appealed to me. But this year, like, okay, so let me explain myself here before you all crucify me here. Um, the reason is I can't do the mouth calls. Uh, I've tried. I can only get a few things out. My buddy's like, oh, you know, it takes some time. You know, it's not something, you know, happened overnight. Um, but I'm pretty good with the striker call. But I want to bow hunt a turkey. I don't want to use a shotgun because I'm more accurate with a bow. I'm, I'm, you know, probably not now. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I really want to get a turkey with a bow if I'm going to get one. Uh, am I wrong in that? No. I mean, that's my goal. I still haven't shot one with a bow yet, so. All right, so I don't feel so bad then. If, <laughs> but I, but I, I guess... Because turkey season happens right around fishing. And I know you and I, we take the kids out. We go fishing. And it's fun. We go out in the boat. Uh, you guys obviously fish. Uh, yep. Plans mm-hmm. to go turkey hunt? Are you going turkey hunting, Jake? Yep. Yeah. Um, turkey season's right on the corner. I'm actually looking to get a uh, 410 to take out um, with the new TSS loads they got out. I'm, I want to do the uh, the 410 and see if I can and put one down. Um you just Before want I a cannon is what you want. You just want a <laughs> cannon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with the, the new loads now, I feel like the, the 410 should be able to, to put things down. I mean, I watched YouTube videos up to like 40 yards, and their, their patterns are like on that. So, I mean, it's you can't, can't, can't get much tighter. So Yeah, you see a but, bunch yeah. of people hunting with 410s now. I mean, they're, they really came a long way. And they really have. Yeah, it's impressive. So that's my, my goal is to hopefully pick a 410 up um coming up and go to the range and see what it can do yeah i i um i'm still debating i might go out i might go bow and I, I showed you guys a picture what's going on brad i see you in the chat room what's there. up brad um i I'm, I'm thinking about um i might go out i showed you guys a picture what it was a couple couple days ago mm-hmm. where there's like a ton yeah. of turkeys out there but the it's turkeys, weird yeah it's weird. I never see where they're going to roost. Like that's the first I've seen them probably in about five or six months. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't seen them on camera. You got any I... pine trees or anything near you? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's probably where they'll be then. They okay. love roosting in pine trees. So if you got pines, like especially if you want to roost them, just go toward the pines and make some calls. And you'll probably hear them call them back. Scott Miller, what's going on, man? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to check that out, but if worse, worse comes to worse, you all can't catch, get it. You can't get a turkey. Just come over here and we'll, we'll you go turkey tons. hunt. <laughs> I counted, I counted 15 the one day when they were out there and I didn't get them all on the shot on the camera. Um, but there was, there was about 15 and then right. I think it was during season or was it before season? We had all those deer in our backyard. Yep. The fawns were running they're around so and playing. Cute. It was they're like July. Over our fire pit. I, we, mm-hmm. I have video and pictures. So it's about we, eight or nine of them. We'll show this in a future episode. But there was probably, would you say there was probably like between 15 and 20 deer out there? Uh, about that. I, I mean, it was a lot. It. 
And then hunting season comes Nothing. and they just they just vanish. They go away. away. It's kind of like the turkeys. Yep. So what about fishing? Are you guys going? I I, I did get my trout stamp for the first time, probably in three years this year. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I do some fishing, but it's mostly kind of just like I got some time to kill. I'll go out, but I'm not like a an everyday go out fishing. Uh, my one buddy, he's big into fly fishing, and he's out all the time. Like, hey, bud, let's hang out. Nah, I'm in. I'm in the the water right now. It's like, oh, that oh, must be nice. So, dude, yeah, I bought a. I, I, I bought a boat. The, I can't get in the fly fishing. No, I, bought, I, I know you have a boat. So I have a boat. You have, so you, you have an boat. excuse to go. Out. I, I do have an excuse, and we go out catfishing uh well we'll go for whatever but a lot of times we go channel cat but mm -hmm. I, I like trout and i know Braden, you like to you like to go trout fishing oh yeah yeah i, I love trout fishing if if i have some free time you'll you'll find me on the stream this time of year the good thing is they finally finally gave everybody in pa because i i fish pa because ohio doesn't really <laughs> get trout season i don't exactly know why they don't stock it in ohio but they don't mm -hmm. um I, I got my, so I'm paying even extra. I'm paying out of state license. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they're starting this year, April 2nd. It's statewide. It's not where we usually out here in Western PA, uh, you know, because I'm right on the border of Ohio and Pennsylvania. It's usually two weeks after Eastern PA. Like, Jake, your, your area will start like open up first. Yeah. Yeah. And this year they're doing it across. And I kind of like that. Well, didn't they do that last year too? Kind of a surprise state opener, or uh, like a state yeah. opener. Yeah, well, yeah, it came in hey, on like a Thursday. Yeah, it came in on yes Thursday because everybody everybody was buddy mad. Texted me that day and he's like, "Hey, uh, you coming fishing?" I'm like, "It doesn't open for like another week." <laughs> he's like, "No, I got an email that opened up. Get on down here." I'm like, "All right, well, let me get off work and get my stuff gathered up." <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, I remember my brother was out here. You remember Bob was mm -hmm. out here? I knew. And, well, and he he goes, he goes. Oh, we I guess we can go fishing. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, it's Thursday. He's like, well, Governor Wolf just decided that he was going yeah. to allow you to go fishing today. I'm like, yeah, so random. I, I don't have no poles strung up or anything, and right. like I needed new line. Yeah. No, I was I'm the like, same way. Geez. I was I was running around trying to gather everything up, just because I was like, well, I don't want to miss the first day. Right. But I'm like, well, I got a couple hours. Let me grab my stuff and i'll go down to the stream and line my pool up real quick and rig a lure up so i can fish for the last hour or so it, it almost seems like and i could be wrong but it seems like you like jake you were saying you didn't you don't you don't fish a lot unless you got time you probably not near a place to fish right i mean you'd have to probably drive a little distance um i mean there's a a, a lake near ours um struble lake is right around the corner um and there's actually our sportsman club docks a few trout ponds and streams so i mean there's there's spots to go but a lot of them it's i mean everyone knows their stock so i mean you're there it's you show yeah. up and it's kind of like uh state game lands on opening day of shotgun you pull in there's yep. 15 cars there and you just turn around and you go right home it's like ah, nope not even worth it so mm -hmm. so Braden, what he's saying is slacker <laughs> yep <laughs> Yep. slacker there's no excuse <laughs> that you can't go yep. out there fishing come on man yep uh unless you don't eat them if you don't eat them or even just throw them back i, I know yeah no child's good you just gotta pick those bones yeah you, you got a kid now man you gotta take her out fishing come on 
I know. Yeah, she's uh, she'll get into it. I mean, she's a little young now. I think she'd rather play. She's got to get. She's got to get you into it. <laughs> she got to get you into it. We got to show those videos of Daniel and Samantha first catching their fish. It's oh cute. my goodness! Yeah, we took him out. I remember. I remember taking Daniel out. And uh, have you taken uh, your son out yet, Braden? Uh, I I have. Well, well, at the campground that my wife's family owns. We have a pond in that, so I take him bass fish with me here and there. But I mean, he loves it. I mean, just like every other dad out there that has a little boy or a <laughs> <Yeah>. girl. <laughs> Last Easter, I'm like, I got to get him a fishing pole. It's right around fishing season. The wife's like, he does. He doesn't even know how to hold it. I'm like, I don't care. I got to get him. Yeah. One. <laughs> <laughs> so he prepared. has one, but he pre- yeah. he really enjoys being outdoors. I mean, I bring him up into my man cave and. He points out the bear and he comes and pets it and points Aww. out the deer. <laughs> he grabs my shed antlers I have laying around and runs around with them. So, like, if I'm watching a hunting show on TV, he points up and says, Deer. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully he's hooked already, but you never know. Well, I remember, Aaron, you remember that day when um, I forget you had Samantha and Daniel somewhere. And I was, I went up to the lake. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a little lake, Lake Julia. It's on like mm-hmm. two mile round. They stock it with trout and I was up there and I'm sitting there hammering trout. Like I had been there 20 minutes and I was almost limited out. And, and she messages me and she goes, Hey, the kids wanted to know if they could come up fishing. And, and, uh, I, I didn't see it cause I was pulling in fish. So I had messaged her back. I'm like, you need to get the kids up here ASAP. Like, by the time you get here, I'm going to be limited out. So, like, I have the spot. Not <laughs> saying there's anything with the spot, but I was like, right. get them here because I guarantee you they're going to catch some fish, right? So I put them all in a bucket right. when they got there. And Daniel's, I think he was three at the time. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there and he's going. I said, how many fish did you catch? He goes, one. I said, how many did I catch? He goes, none. He got <laughs> Every time he'd catch one, he'd be like, I said, how many did I get? He, he goes, says, none. You got none. He goes like that. <laughs> <laughs> so it is funny to see, like. Or when he caught that Palomino. That one oh, time. oh, that it's almost, almost as big in. as him. I know. I'll have to pull some of these pictures up so you guys can see him on a, on a future episode. But we're going to take a short break here and come back. Um, if there's something you guys want to see, if there's a company that you want us to talk to. I know in the past we've talked to Dan Drake of St. Crusher uh, and a few other people. Uh, we're going to look to get some of those guys on, and you can find out some of the, and you can even see some of those interviews if you go to noboundariesoutdoors.com. And um, we're going to show you a little bit of a broadhead that we like to use. Stay with us. We'll be right back right after this. Confidence is key, and when bow hunting, confidence can be defined by one word, accuracy. Introducing the Thorn Expandable Broadhead. Its patented hidden blade technology guarantees field point accuracy, and the patented rip tip grabs at hide and flesh, ensuring deployment and beginning the process of devastation. Its stainless steel blades render up to a massive 2.2 inch cut. For confidence and accuracy, there is only one choice. Thorn Broadheads, the world's most accurate broadhead. All right, so we big shout out the Thorn Archery, Thorn Broadheads. We have used them for years. And we've killed pretty much ever since they came out, right? Yeah, yeah, because they were at ATA that year. ATA, at, it's that's when you went and you guys discovered them there. Uh, we were past them in the hallway. Yeah, the, yeah. Andy and the guys, um, great broadhead. How many? How many animals have you killed with one broadhead? Have you tried? Have you tried more than one? 
Either of you guys? Uh, I've shot. I've shot a bear and a bear and a buck with one one broadhead. Wow. I wouldn't have thought that bear probably. I was. I would have thought that impressive. bear would have been it by then. Heck but, yeah. yeah. Now, no, I mean it. It put a put a big hole in them though. I mean it was it was a massive hole. I was that was really the first thing I shot with with the thorn broadhead. And whenever I walked up to it, I well whenever I skinned it, I was just blown away by how how big of a hole it put in it. I mean, and then I've shot some does, some bucks with them, and they they all do the same amount of damage. And I'm like, if you put a a half decent shot on an animal, you're gonna find it with these broadheads. Uh, I mean, to me, they're, they're incredible. That's what I shot the doe with, but it was a cross crossbow head this year. But here, here you guys can see they have like, if you're a fixed blade shooter, like what we shoot, we shoot are the uh, mechanicals. Uh, but they have the, the, uh, the thorn crown that you can get in uh 125 or 100 grain. Um, and then they have your crossbow, um, heads and and even some of the old the the og as i call them the old school uh oh, the yeah. original orange and i still use those i still yep. have a few of them that's left what I, let's say that's what i have i still use them you can get parts and stuff but the but the ones i want to check out now are the the new ones the thorn x5s um i guess that's how i was saying it or is it 15 because that's the roman numeral 15 right this one's a little different and i, I that's what i want to talk about this a little bit you notice that they have the blades sticking out, kind of like the crown, almost like he's using nope. that as the activator for that shear pin instead yeah. of the ferrule. Yep. What mm -hmm. do you What do you think of that, Braden? I mean, I guess in theory it's a good thing because, like the old tip, it had the puncture to ignite the blades to pop open. Whereas, if you see in the picture here, it's just like a field tip end, and then like the whatever you want to call them, like the shears on each side to open the, to open the head. I mean, I guess once it hits skin, it's gonna, gonna deploy. Yeah. Whereas the older style, not, not that I've ever had one not open up for me, but I guess there was more room for air with something like that. More mechanics. So in theory, there's more room for air. Now, have either of you guys <clears throat> had anyone, any of them fail to deploy? Cause I've, I've actually had, uh, not with, not with the thorn, but I've had other broadheads fail to deploy. In fact, in the intro, the deer that's getting shot, I shot it with another head, and we'll save that for another episode, that completely failed on me. And I and I hit it yeah. in the pump station, man. I mean, thorns are the first mechanical ones that I use. I normally used uh, before, so I haven't had that issue. So thorn was my first mechanicals, and I haven't had any issues with them, so... Now, if 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 you're my wife, right, and we go hunting, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna tell the story because oh, I no. think it's gonna be entertaining. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, which story is this? So, this was the story when you and I went at your mom's house and we were hunting, and we're sitting up in the two man stand, and I was, I said to you, I said, I'm gonna bring my my uh, my bow and I'm gonna film you, oh. and I said. If you don't shoot one or there's something that's uncomfortable, I'm going to shoot it. And you're like, yeah, that's fine. So we're sitting there, and all of a sudden I hear some rustling behind us. And I look over my shoulder, and I'm like, stand up. There's a deer behind us. Okay, and I was so excited. 
and nervous. At the same time, I didn't want to blow it, so I very slowly stand up. I should not. Wait, no, 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 no. You said to me, you said, should I stand up now? Oh, yeah, yeah, that too. And I I'm like, know. yes, now. <laughs> like, like, no, not next no. week, now. Yeah, no. In hindsight, I probably should have stood up faster. So but... she's standing up, and then there was actually two deer back there. I didn't know that. And there was a doe. I only saw the one. So now she's got their attention. Yeah. Okay, they're just kind of looking. They don't know what they see yet. They're just looking. So she has her hand on her bow. I'm like, pull it back and shoot them. And she's like, should I do it now? <laughs> and I'm like, if you don't do it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I, yeah. Like, we, we had that. Like, the doe was, like, looking in our direction, but she'd still put her head down and eat. You know what I'm talking about? Like, that. Right. That whole. Yeah. Like, so, this one, alert. so this one here is just kind of, like, frozen. <laughs> with her hand on the bow. And the other hand on the release. Dude, I'm not proud of that. <laughs> and I'm like, shoot it. Shoot it. Shoot it. And I, I, <laughs> I kept saying, and then, then it started to like, she got the bow, she clipped the release on, she was about to pull back, and then it started to do the hoof stomp. And, Bob and, and blew, weave. Bob and weave. <laughs> and I'm like, shoot it. And then it ran off. And then, I'm like, why did you shoot it? Well, okay. And she's like, because it was looking at me. I'm like, she was, yeah. shoot it. <laughs> And here's the sickening part. It was probably about 10 to 15 yards away. It was not away. 10 to 15 yards. It was yes, farther it was. away than that. It was, it was 10 to 15. It was like literally was, right at the bottom of the it stand. It was farther away. Yes. I probably have some video footage of it, too. Probably. <laughs> so that was it. That was, that, was the, that was the only shot she's had yet. Ever. Ever. I mean, ever. At a deer. Ever. Ever. Ever at a deer. So oh, note to selves, if you take your wives out, Make sure you have like a tunnel to their ear that you sit there and say, shoot it. Yeah. Yeah. My wife already said that she was like, I can't go out in the cold. Like, that's not going to happen. I said, okay, well, then we'll go during go the archery. archery. Yeah. And I was like, but this will be her. I'll be full, at full draw on the biggest buck of my life. And she'll look at me and look at the deer and go, here, run, run. Go. <laughs> the deer because she won't want me to shoot it. Oh. <laughs> but I'm just like I can't I can't trust you I can't trust you to take you out and not blow it. So plus her patience I think is worse than a kid's. She'll sit there and okay, okay is it ready to go? Are we are we done? Can we go home now? We've been here ten minutes. I want to go. Okay. Oh my. Is your is your wife like that, Brayden? Oh no. I, we we go out first first couple of days of rifle season. We we put in all day sets. I mean. She might carry a whole backpack full of snacks, but we're there all day from daylight to dark. So I I'll wouldn't complain on that. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't complain. Snacks mm -hmm. can't go wrong there. Can't go oh, yeah. snacks. Gotta have snacks. Yeah, we're constantly snacking. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's the big thing. Like, I was I was I did a lot of fishing when I was a kid. That's we didn't really do hunting where I was at because it wasn't really anybody that knew how to hunt. And I was kind of learning as I went. And when I got married to her, her dad obviously hunted her family hunts mm -hmm. and so my buddy wanted wanted uh he wanted me to get into archery to go shoot just for fun and i had already bought a crossbow because i'm like well if i can use a scope i can kill a deer and i think meat was getting expensive at the time very still is yeah and and i said well i'm just gonna go out and start killing some deer and uh she wanted to come out then after I got a bow because she thought it was fun, and then my kids wanted to. So it was it was fortunate in that aspect. Right. But she's the same way though. 
She doesn't like to be cold out there. I don't like to be cold. No. That's why I try to get my deer in archery, right? Mm-hmm. You don't like it? <laughs> nope. She needs that buddy heater that Daniel had. Yes. So can, well, everything gets stiff, and then it gets hard to pull the bow back, and then it's and then I that which makes it worse. I'm so. gonna not not we're not sponsored by Buddy Heater or anything like that, but I need to find this picture of Daniel. Did you guys see that? Did I did I show you guys that picture? Mm, I'm not sure. From this, you gotta see, yeah, you gotta know. see this. This is a riot when he went, but when he fell asleep. Just get, just get, listen, just get ready for it when you, I'm telling you this because when you take your kids, um, it's an experience for sure. You know, (laughs) like like I thought the biggest problem I was going to have is keeping him from being noisy. Oh no, that wasn't the problem. (laughs) It was keeping him awake. You're out in nature. It's relaxing, man. I mean, you hear the birds like, like when I got that buddy heater on, He's like, Dad, can I take my coat off? I'm like, no. Meanwhile, it's freezing out, man. Yeah. And, uh, so, okay, here. So let me let me pull this up here so you guys can see this. This this is my son. This is this is him sleeping in the blind. He's imagining deer, envisioning. Okay, so here's another head. shot. There, he really lost it. There, he was in. He was out. Oh, he's out. He's he's, out. he's, he's he gone. The count. He living, gone. Living his best life. Yes. <laughs> I mean you. I mean, he had it, and and literally, you can't see it on that picture. But the deer, I'm telling you, they were they were probably t- maybe ten yards, maybe seven. They came down the path, <laughs> and I'm sitting there the whole time in my head, going, "There's deer is going to come out," because I, I was just sitting there with him. I was going to film it if he shot one, because he's actually right. pretty good with the crossbow. Mm-hmm. He he can kill up to forty yards with the crossbow, and he'll hit a dead on bullseye. He got his first groundhog with that. Nice. He smoked he smoked the groundhog and. Uh, so I'm like, well, if you can kill a groundhog, you're going to smoke a deer. So, oh yeah. So he, 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 he was, he was totally now my daughter, she, she wanted to shoot bow and then she turned into a teenager and totally lost interest. She was pretty good with, um, what rifle did we have her using? Oh, a 22. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She was hitting 60, 70 yards with that. that. Um, I seen you were shed hunting this week, Braden. What, uh. Did you get all those in like one day, or was that a, a week? Or? Uh, actually, that was my brother that found all. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, there's still this a lot. Is there. How many I caught so far? <laughs> <laughs> but he, he, he. I think he found eight or nine in one little spot that one day, and I'm just like, I don't get it. Next day, he went out, found like five or six more. So. I, I he has better better shed spots than I have apparently. I've never found a shed. Not or like better that. eyes than me. I've never. Have you with your dad? Did you ever find a shed? Um, my dad did. I never did. He, he but he was he's out in the woods on his property more than I was. So he, I mean, he's always. Well, you saw how many he yeah. got. What about Jake? Did you, did you ever go out shed hunting? Yeah, I went out. Uh, oddly enough, last year it snowed here, and uh, I was it thawed out, and then the next day I was. Uh, kicking all the stones back from my driveway back onto it from the grass and i look over next to my driveway and i see something what is that i walk up and it's a shed i was like oh cool i didn't have to do anything literally it's on my driveway and then about a week later i was walking in the woods um kind of checking trail cameras and stuff and i never walked this way and i walked over and i'm just like walking around and i looked down and i went oh there's another one so i picked it up it was actually the matching set 
which is I thought pretty cool. And I was like, if my first That's sheds wild. I find, That's it's cool. a match, matching set. So yeah, I had them out on the TV stand now. So so I pulled up the uh, the picture there that Braden's brother. That's crazy. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> Let me get rid of the lower third. Those are some nice size sheds. Yeah, he, he's had a couple good walks so far. Where's the deer that they go to? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that that top shed that you see there, that buck, he's had him on camera for a couple years now. And it's probably pushing 150, yeah, 155 he, inches this year. Yeah, he's, wow. he's big, man. Um, there's a couple some of those of little ones. How do you find them? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how he finds those. I need to go out back and walk through the property because mm -hmm. I, I haven't done that. I've never I've never got a shed. My father-in-law did. He gave me all his sheds that he found. And they're up there in our living room as decor. And that's what I would use it for. She likes it. She mm -hmm. likes having the, the deer antlers around the TV or around yeah. shelving. And um, not not trying to... Not trying to make you guys jealous because if your wives don't let you do that, but I'm, I'm just <laughs> it's saying. It's not overwhelming. It's like just gives it a rustic look. Yeah. Uh, that's why I have the room I have because I wasn't allowed to put all my all my animals throughout the house. So <laughs> we compromised yeah, and I got, a, I got a man cave. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> One of the things that I know I, I've been learning and struggling with and uh, I want to get into this in the next segment, so guys, you can think about it if you're if you're watching this, and even you guys on the panel here, is uh, making food plots, and that's something that I, I want to talk about coming up. I know my brother-in-law; he's just started hunting a couple of years ago, and he's taught me a lot because he's done a lot of research on it. Uh, my wife's uncle, who's a farmer, who also he he has kind of uh, helped with that as well. So um, we're gonna take a quick break here, and then um, come back and talk about a little bit here before we got to wrap up we're going to talk about uh food plots here with more of the uh, final segment here of uh no boundaries outdoors and uh, like i said we're gonna we're gonna be continued to do this uh we're gonna try to do this weekly obviously when we get into some seasons here uh especially hunting season i know we only get what uh six or eight weeks uh to do that so we might take that time off and get some footage so that way we have it for when we come back but um we're, we're gonna try to do this on thursdays at 7 p.m um I, uh, guys, I was talking about some different. Uh, we were talking about cell cameras a little bit, and we'll get into some food plots. But this is that Meyer camera that I that I'm going to do a video on. I have it at my mother-in-law's right now, which I think it needs to be rebooted because I haven't gotten a, a picture from it in a long time. But what's cool about this one, and Braden, I want to get your take on it. Not not to push this camera or anything. I just I'm curious. 
I can add like four or five cell phone numbers to this to like, like if you wanted pictures from this camera, like I could have it right. sent to you, to me. Are there any other cameras out there that you know of that can do that as well? So I don't know about like sending it to numbers, but like my brother-in-law, he has a couple of the Moultrie cell cams. So as long as I download the app, like the Moultrie mobile app, and log in using his email and password, I can look at all the pictures that it gets sent to him at the same time on my phone too. Okay. But as, as far as far as like sending them to your phone, I I really don't have a a cell cam that actually sends them to like your phone number. Like my Tacticams, I send to the app. My spy points I send to the app. Yeah, that's and how my spy points. And the Moultrie spent send to the app too. So now this goes this goes right right as a text message. So it even says on okay. the side of the box it says SMS control, which which okay. is new for me. Right, huh. right, right here. I think it. I think that's what it says. Can you yeah. read that? Yep. Um, that was new for me. I didn't, you know, and it has a viewfinder on it. But uh, we'll do a video on it. But I was just curious because. That's the first time I've seen it. I've used Moultrie. I've used. They've died. They've come and grown. You know, Wild Wild oh, Game yeah. Innovation. I think was yep. probably the worst. Wild Game. They're probably the worst for me. They always die. Um. So. I put them where they get stolen. I don't care. Kind of like a <laughs> test, property. <laughs> test property. Like, hey, look. I don't know if this is gonna last. So I'll put this right. twenty dollars camera here. If I start yep. seeing deer, then. <laughs> I'll put something better out, but other than that, nope, you get a cheap camera. That's right. Jim Jim in the chat room, he says, hey, I got to run. Thoroughly enjoyed the first airing, and we'll catch the remainder tomorrow. Appreciate that, Jim. And always remember, you can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes if you want just the audio, or if you want the audio and video, or if you want to subscribe to it for your Google Play. You just search out No Boundaries Outdoors, and you can catch it and listen to it on your way to work or whatever i do that sometimes you guys do that just listen to podcasts on the mm-hmm. yep yep on the run so i i try well, to make that available my way to work is five steps yeah, well <laughs> i'm with you i come down here too yeah. but then, uh, there's times where i have so, to go like tomorrow i gotta go to doctor's appointment mm-hmm. you know so yeah, uh, i'm out and about i'll turn something on <laughs> yeah she actually has to go somewhere. i have almost a half hour drive so i listen to podcasts Ooh. all the time <laughs> So she'll be listening to this podcast and being like, you guys are terrible. I don't know why I joined you guys. I don't know what, <laughs> what was thinking. I thinking? No. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's talk a little bit about um, food plots, because I know this is something that I, I, I know I struggle with. And I know there's probably people out there that'll be listening to this. That'll be like, oh, I know the answer to this. But what do you guys do as far as food plots? Is it more like a trial and error thing for you when you decide you want to try something new or is it like you do a lot of research on it? I mean, there's products out there and everybody's going to tell you they're the best and everybody's going to tell you, you know, you should go with this. Where have you had your most success? Braden, let's start with you. So, I mean, food plot wise, I really don't do it by the book. I know you should lime it and all that good stuff, but I really, I really don't have the time to do it, so I just basically buy the throwing grows, and none of them ever work. But you don't know till you try, right? Right. But I will say the pure white tail shady patch blend—it's a throwing grow, and they say it—it it grows just about anywhere. And I'll attest to that. I mean, I behind my house here, I have a little—it's probably a I don't know thirty yard wide, probably seventy yard long 
patch that I had mowed off and it's just like dirt and rocks and all that stuff. And I was like, well, you know what? It doesn't hurt to try. I have it. I threw it and that that's probably the best food plot I've had grow out of all, all of the competitors and the brands that I've tried. Is this a uh, just... spring or fall or what, what, what is it? Um, I, it's mostly a, a fall. Yeah. Is it, a fall? It, it gives you, it gives you like a diagram on the back, like what area you're oh, in. Oh, okay. Yeah, right there's, there. there's a, yep. Okay. Yep. Oops. Let me go down here and, uh, see if I can, no, nope, it's not letting me zoom in. Okay. But, uh, zoom. But yeah, it, it gives you the times of times of the year that it, it grows the best for your area. So, so you can do, at least for our area, you could do what's the zone B spring, April 1st through June 15th or fall yep. April 15th through October 15th. I'm going to have to get this because the other throw and grow stuff that I got from, um, the tractor supply, it really, it was kind of really patchy. Right. Now I, I, mine was the same way. I always went to tractor supply and bought yeah, literally every brand. Like that one year, me and my brother-in-law, we literally bought clover, barsica, all radishes, all sorts of stuff and actually tried to do it the right way. And that was the year we had, we had a lot of rain and it basically flooded all of our seed out. So I was like, you know what? I spent all that time. It didn't grow. I was like, I'll, I'll give that a shot. And it's, it's grown the best out of every brand that I've tried. Like I said, I mean, I'll, when, once I get off here, I'll send you, have to sign, find some of the pictures I took of it, like the before and after. Yeah. Maybe that'd be we cool. can post some mm -hmm. pictures next cool. week. Yeah, let's do that because I know I might even talk to my brother-in-law see if he'll come on next week because he's kind of done the whole thing where he's done a lot of research, but he's also very experimental. And I've watched some of his food plots that he sent me pictures of, and he's and they've grown. So maybe we'll talk a little bit about some food plots yeah. and strategies around it. Jake, what about you? I mean, do you do any kind of food plots on, on your property? Yeah, I mean, I have the uh, the pure white tail. Uh, shady patch i didn't get to put it out i think i got it last year i didn't get to put it out um but there's one spot that i have it earmarked for that hopefully i get some work done around the house that i'll be able to get it ready uh, i know it's a, a a throw and grow but i plan on kind of tilling it up at least because it's a spot that is really heavy with weeds and stuff so i want to get all that out um but there's also uh, whitetail institute has uh, a lot of food uh, food plot seeds and stuff that i was looking at um, but it's so hard to tell with food plot seeds, trying to figure out which one will work in your area. Kind of like what Brandon said. I don't, yeah. yep. Reading said, I don't lime it. I don't do anything like that. So it's like, do you know if it works or not? It's hard to tell because I'm yeah, not I mean, doing everything by the book. Yeah. If you do it by the book, in theory, it should grow. But yeah. Yeah. Who, not everyone has the time or the equipment no. to do that. Yeah. Right. When you need three ton of lime brought in and spread. Right. Sorry, but well, I'm not moving three ton of lime by yeah. hand. And I'll, yeah, exactly. I'll tell you what worked, what worked for me, you know, talking to your uncle, mm -hmm. uh, being a farmer, you know, I was doing it late in the season. He says, listen, he said, go out there and throw all your seed down. He said, the throw and grow stuff. And then, uh, he says, take roundup and kill all your weeds with it. And I yep. said, even with the seed down, he says, yep. He said, it's not going to hurt anything until that seed's cracked open and it's started to grow. He said, so throw some roundup down. He said, wait a couple days see where that roundup is, like if it's killing it. He said, you'll have a couple days. He said, you might have two or three days where you can go back out and hit it again with some roundup. 
because uh, I asked him, I said, should I till up the ground? He goes, nah, I wouldn't worry about it with the throw and grow. He said, just go out there and kill the weeds with some Roundup. Yep. He said, that'll, and it did, it worked. It worked. It, it, we didn't, yeah. we didn't do anything except sweat putting that stuff down, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll have to try that method out. Yeah, that, and that's mm-hmm. that's straight from a farmer. So, like, if, right. if he tells me yeah. to do that, that's what I'm going to do. Well, that's what he does. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Yep. well because we have, you, you know, back back there they didn't take care of this area. They just let things grow up really wild. So mm-hmm. there's a couple places where some big boulders. I mean, I'd need an excavator to remove it. Right. So you see a little bit of it stick out of the ground. So I can't really go back there and till it. Um, and what mm-hmm. happens is there's a hole that kind of went around there, and it, when it fills up with water, the deer drink out of it. Okay. So I don't want to close that yeah. hole in, right? I mean, it's yeah, a nice little water hole. hole. Tell them what you want to do. Yeah. I so then this is I'm not taking credit for this. This is all Ben, her brother. Mm-hmm. He told me I should go back there where where that hole is and dig it up and take one of those kids' plastic swimming pools. And he said, put it in that spot and then cover it back in with dirt, except for in the pool. Obviously, fill it up with water, and then every time it rains, it fills it up, and then the deer mm-hmm. have a watering hole back there. Yep. So I I might do something like that. She thinks I, she thinks I'm nuts because I was like we were at the dollar store <laughs> and they had them for like five bucks. And I'm like I'm gonna buy one of them. And she goes for what? I said so the deer have a watering hole. She goes they don't need no watering hole. <laughs> I'm like do you need something to drink when you eat? So do they. Yeah, yeah I've, I've seen, seen a lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I thought it I thought it would be I thought it'd be a fun project to yeah, do. Yeah, why not? I'll make her do all the digging. And you probably I'll... would. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at her. She was really quick with that, too. Yeah. That's how it is. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Listen to her. <laughs> I'm the guy carrying all this corn back. No, I, I can't say nothing. It's because <clears throat> we didn't have the room for, for a four-wheeler or a quad. So I said to her, I want to get one of those attachments for the back of my zero turn. That That's like a one of those carts that you can throw like corn yep. and stuff in ladder and uh she goes do you really need one of them so i happen to have some corn that i had to carry down so now you're carrying it almost three acres mm-hmm. okay one on each shoulder and you're carrying it down then you have to walk back and get two more bags and then you gotta walk back and get the ladder she goes what well, is a lot of work just to fill up a corn fear i said yeah i could have <laughs> did this in one shot without even lift, yep. lifting the sweat <laughs> Yeah. If I had that cart on the back of the mower, she says, I think we should go out and get one of those carts. I'm like, oh, so, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, that's it right. It was. It was a good idea. I wish I would have thought of that. <laughs> so Same some, day we went and got it. We did. <laughs> so sometimes <laughs> sometimes we got to do stuff like that. Um, I try to tell her, I'm like, man, I'll just make our lives easier, right? Mm-hmm. So what do, you, what do you guys think? Before we wrap this up, um, Jake, what do you think? Uh, who would you like to talk to? If we could get some people from the industry on, like we've done in the past, who who would you like to talk to? And I'm not talking to sponsors. I'm talking like if you could talk to somebody, if we could get somebody on as a guest, who do you want to talk to? Oh boy, um, no no pressure. I'll say no pressure at all. Uh, There's got to be some know, people that you have burning burning I mean, questions for. It just. Um... Jim Sturgis probably would be one, just kind of him just learning about like how to manage land, how to manage deer and stuff like that. I mean, I would kind of be one of the persons that I, I mean, I follow him on YouTube and everything else to, to see what he does to, to uh, make areas more suitable for all habitat. I mean, that's right. 
But yeah, I mean, that would probably be one, someone that can walk you through land management and conservations and stuff like that. All right. Braden, what about you? Mm, I mean, probably Levi Morgan, just because uh-huh. that man is a wizard with a bow in his hand. Indeed. And <laughs> just, just to hear some advice he would have on how to make you a better shooter. I mean, the, the guy goes out to all these competitions and wins. So just, just to hear like his philosophy on it, like what he thinks about how he approaches it. And I mean, he also goes out and kills some giant bucks. So in every, every state he's in, but so I probably, probably Levi just, like I said, he's a wizard with a bow in his hand and just to hear some of his tactics. Um, I'm I'm kind of like in a position where there's there's a couple people that I'd like to talk to just because, like I know we watch we watch a lot of Lee and Tiffany mm-hmm. with the crush. It would I, be cool to talk to. Yeah, I I I like you know, and and we were in the process of getting them for an interview before mm-hmm. uh, with with them and raised hunting. Um, yep. The holders, I I really I of all the people, them and Pat and Nicole, like those three families, like we watch a lot because I think they have it right. Yeah. It's not, it's no. not about the fame and fortune. It, it's, it's about, right. it's about, they want to try to help people. Uh, they're, they're in it for the industry, the love, the passion of and teaching of, their kids how to, you know, just enjoy outdoors and how to do it responsibly. Right. So I don't have to twist her arm to watch the crush with Lee and Tiffany. Like we've even got the DVDs, like she'll watch that and, and, um, you know, raised hunting and stuff. So, and I get it. Everybody has their own views of these outdoor celebrities, right? Like the, oh, it must be nice. They shoot deer in fenced areas, you know? I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, unfortunately, everything's a business, right? There's no, there's no if, if ands, or buts, two ways nope. about it. You got to make your money. And I'm not saying that these guys are shooting in fenced in um, areas, but you know, everybody has a right to their opinion. But I do want to say, you know, I'll put this out there and see what you guys think about this. This is something I see also floating floating around social media. Now, we have sponsors, but we are also, uh, a few of us are part of different field staff and pro staff teams. And I know that's a bad word sometimes in the community uh, because these guys are like, oh, you guys are selling your souls for like a discount, like a 10% discount or 15% discount. And I guess the way I look at it is, if, if they don't know who you are, okay, if they don't know what you're capable of doing, you know, you just came into this industry, I feel like you got to prove yourself. you got to show your value to them because your first, your first goal needs to be what can you do for them? I mean, you're joining a staff. You're representing a, a company. What can right. you do for them? Yeah. And these people don't go with that that mindset. They go in there with the mindset of what are you going to do for me? Like, you know, we what free stuff am I getting? And right. yes. So no. do, do you guys? Oh, agree? you're not going to give me something free. I got to pay for it. Oh, I don't want to do this. Right. Right. Do you guys agree with that? Do you, do you think that that people should have to prove themselves through through a field stuff? I'm mean, Braden. I look at what you you did with tro with trophy line, right? Yeah. I mean, as far as that, yeah, you have your people that they get in the field staff for reasons like you said they want the free stuff they want this big discount but at the same time they don't want to 
they don't want to work for it to earn what they're getting. You know what I mean? I, like I'm with trophy line. I love their stuff. But you're an, love, you're an ambassador for them, but you weren't right. You didn't start as an ambassador. Right. Yeah. So I, I was using their stuff beforehand, but like I said, I, I'm not going to say promote stuff that I don't technically like, like I'm not just going to join a staff because they come out and say, we're looking for staff. Hey, we might get this for free or that for free or a 40, 40% discount. I'm going to join it because I thoroughly enjoy the products. I enjoy what I'm doing. I mean, anything, anything outdoors. I'm, I love, I love doing so, but yeah, as far as like fields that, I don't know. I, I'm torn. Yeah. I mean, I, I think sometimes it is some of the companies, they abuse it because there's no right. way to move up and they, and that's how they're making their sales. Right. Um, yeah. I, I see it, but yeah. But I mean, but, I, but I also think that like some of, some of the companies that we've gotten sponsored us like scent crusher and apex gear, we've, we've proven we've, we've done not only, I mean, we've used scent crusher. I bought the, even the new closets when they sponsored us, they sent us some stuff, but they didn't have the closet. I went out and bought it, you know, because right. I believe in the stuff that much. Um, you and I both, you know, you mm-hmm. we, we did a video about it. Yep. And she wasn't a believer about it. I'll just be honest. She was just like, yeah, right. This is going to get rid of the smell. And what what did you do after we ran it through a couple times? Oh, I put everything in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I mean, there you go. And she, and she, was, she was just like, you're going to pay $300 for a closet? Best three hundred dollars spent. Yeah, <laughs> that's what the wife said last year. Whenever it was like seven o'clock at night, I was I, I impulse buy a lot. So <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting on the couch watching hunting, and like you say, I see the scent crusher closet on the show, and I look at her, and I'm like, what "Time is it?" She's like, "It's like seven o'clock." And I googled Sportsman's Warehouse. I was like, "I'll be back." Like two hours later, I come back. She's like, "What is this?" I'm like. Sandcrusher closet. I've wanted one for a while. I got it. She's like, "Well, how much was it?" I was like, "You don't want to know." <laughs> yeah, it was like three hundred dollars, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah. and then here I am trying to plead my case to her, like, "This does this. This does that. It, it's going to get rid of your odor." And she just gives you that blank stare, like, "Yeah, okay." But, but yeah, it was one of them, like you and Aaron. I yep. showed her how it worked, and yep. now mm-hmm. she, she's like, "Okay, yeah, I can see why you bought it." I mean, she was at, mm-hmm. at first. She was just like, "Does that mean all your hunting clothes will get off the ping pong table downstairs?" And I said, "Yeah." <laughs> I was like, thankful. She, sold. yeah, she was sold that, at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then when it, when I said, "Okay, well, let's put it through the scent crusher and let let the smells and you know," and then she's like, "Okay, all right." And then I said, "Well, you know, that thing that was all musty was mm-hmm. for like 15 years. Like, so it even says like if oh. you got something like that, you got to run it maybe twice or three times." So, yeah, so that kind of sold her on it. But anymore, I think even her, like, if I say I want to go get a new bow or anything, she's just like, okay. Okay. Um, we did the same thing. Well, we did the same thing for you. You got the new Matthews Avail. Mm-hmm. And you can't, you can't take that bow from her. No. <laughs> that That's her favorite. But when I told her, like, I said, you can customize it, get the colors that you want. She did the black with the with the pink and yellow, and then the string is pink and yellow. Um, she was she was like a pig in mud, man. She was she was like, this is great. And then when she was able to pull it back and accuracy and shoot, she said, yeah, you know, 
this is this is a great bow. It, it is know, a good bow. It was made for women, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't I, feel awkward when you hold it. It's light. So I don't I don't have to bend her arms anymore. But in the beginning, I did. I had to twist her arm a little bit on on things like why am I spending money? And I and, well, I didn't see the value of it because I didn't do it personally. So right, you know, I didn't really understand it. But once I started to understand it, I'm like, okay, I understand. I see why we got to spend a little bit of money here or, or a lot of money, and it's worth it. I, I see it as an investment. Right. You got to spend money to make money. That's, you know, when you start getting into review yep. stuff. And I told her that. I'm like, nobody knows me in the outdoor industry. I'm like, if if I don't have any, they're not going to send me a review unit unless I, you know, start doing some reviews. So, you know, you got to do, you got to do stuff on what you buy. So, exactly. but yeah, man, I think, uh, I think it's interesting. I'm curious to see what the comments come up above or, you know, come in the chat room, um, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook, leave your comments. What's your thoughts on the whole field staff? Listen, we're not, we're not shooting you down if you're on a field staff, but like we said, we're on field, a couple field staffs and pro staffs. Yep. But again, I think the, the key here is we believe in the company. That's why we're helping them out. Like treason. Right. I'm on, uh, mm-hmm. we were partners with them. And uh, what happened was they got under new management, so we kind of had to, you know, start at the bottom in a sense. And that's okay. I want to show my worth, you know. So, um, but I believe in the clothing. Like we we buy clothing from Treason. She's got the Vixen line. We love the we love the camo. It's mm-hmm. not for everybody, and I get that. But like Braden said, you know, don't just buy, don't just get on the field staff just because you're going to get free stuff. Right. Do it because you want to do it. Do it because you enjoy the gear, the products. Not because you want the free stuff. Free stuff will come if that's really what you're after. Um, you know, because I, yeah, I, I show your worth. Show your right. worth. Yeah, and, and make these, it worth it to them. Yeah, yeah. these these companies believe in paying. Yeah, and, and if that's how you're going to get paid is through product, then then that's how you're. But you got to just like doing stuff like this, high quality video, doing high quality pictures. I mean, Braden he he's turned into a celebrity on TikTok, so he knows all about that. <laughs> <laughs> What are you at? Like over ten thousand followers now? Um, you gotta, you gotta uh, be up somewhere near. around. Uh, get close to twenty. Oh, wow. this guy, Mr. Ma- oh, we're getting almost near <laughs> yeah. twenty thousand. This guy goes on. <laughs> so, maybe you should start posting that we're going to be doing this show, and all your TikTok people will come over and watch. Yeah, I could show. do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but no, in all seriousness, guys, if you've got questions or there's things that you want us to discuss and talk to people in the industry. I know you were talking a lot to those wild, wild. What were they? The uh, wildlife women. Wildlife women. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe we'll get some of those guys on. You know, to help encourage women in the outdoors. That's why I thought it would be great for her to come on. Not only that, but you know, you guys might get some insight on how to talk to your wives about <laughs> you know getting some of that hunting gear and those new guns and. <laughs> I got you. Mm-hmm. I got Go you. Ladies and gentlemen, we really appreciate you tuning in again. If you want to subscribe, head on over. You can go find the links over at NoBoundariesOutdoors.com, but we encourage you guys to go to YouTube.com slash NoBoundariesOutdoors and hit that subscribe button. Go to Facebook, like our page. I think we're over 5,000 likes there, but go over there. We'll have a live video there. And uh, also follow these guys. If you want to check out what Jake posts, his family posts, his outdoor adventures, Instagram.com slash OxenChevy. You're not a Chevy fan, are you? I am. I am too. I have a GMC Chevy. GMC truck. Yep. So there you go. 
and also Braden Pennington. You can get him on Instagram.com slash Braden07 and then also on his TikTok. Help him get the 20,000. Uh, I believe it's Braden07 yes, on please. there as well, right? Yep. So you guys can go check him out. He posts a lot of hunting uh, videos and pictures and stuff. And then my wife, we have to change this, but back when we were in Pennsylvania. Yeah. No longer Keystone. Yeah. Her Instagram, <laughs> Instagram.com slash Keystone Huntress. And um, that's another story we could get into. That's another topic we could get into about all the all the Instagram hunting models, right? Of oh. all the, the ladies <laughs> oh, that just get into... That insta famous is that what they call is that what they call it in, yep. insta famous mm-hmm. that never killed a deer in their life but they're outdoors celebrities anyways no boundaries outdoors.com you can also follow me on instagram nbo for no boundaries outdoors steven is my instagram and uh, we're going to be back here next wednesday or next thursday 7 p.m. Eastern. We are doing this live, so if you want to join our live interactive chat room, you can. We'll pull up your chat. Uh, but, guys, we really appreciate it. We'll see you for an episode two. We made it through episode one. Woo-woo. <laughs> we'll we'll try, to, try to get through episode two. They say if you make it past five podcasts, you're going to make it. So we got to make it past five. We'll see. That's right. All right, guys. We'll see you in the next one.